The following Outlaw Radio audio presentation is parody. Please be a grown-up and accept the following program as it is intended. Some elements of Outlaw Radio may not be suitable for uh, anyone. There may be occasional content that offends you or that you find irrelevant. If that is the case, we are doing our job. Accordingly, listener discretion is advised. Outlaw Radio is not for everybody, but neither is Kim Chi. Doohickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> it's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt, but I'm here to f- Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... Arbiton and third rated number one. WHTC. Serving the universe from the top of the Empire State Building. C100. Why don't you bop up and bite me and a ba 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 Come on now. Come on, my friend. Mm. Let us pound that dance floor into scraps of wood. What? Somebody to help? Do we have someone to help with this little ditty? Super Shad, a.k.a. Michael Scott Shannon on Outlaw Radio. Hello? D-D-D-D. You ever hear this song? Can you hear me? You ever enjoy this ditty in your life, Michael Scott Shannon? Can you hear me? Scott, Scott, come on, man. The great. I'm just trying to get through to the DJ. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess uh, the DJ on duty is talking to you, the legendary Scott Shannon, Morning Man at WCB. Wait, I can't. I probably shouldn't say Morning Man. It's not politically correct. Morning Person at WCBS in New York City. The great Michael Scott Shannon, my mentor, the man who made me feasible on the radio. And, and former DJ at Pirate Radio Los Angeles. Yeah, that's you. That's you, man. That was a while ago. What a memory. Yeah. And I be- wonder if there's anyone listening who ever remembered that station, Pirate I, Radio. I, I love it. I will tell you this, that the reason I left Z100 in New York City is because of Pirate Radio and the fact that you took a little trip to Los Angeles from New York and you, well, it took you years to come back, but I couldn't work at that station without you. And that's the honest to God truth. What 
what a lovely uh, what a lovely thing to say and I'm so happy to be live in the lighten up lounge tonight <laughs> there he is Michael Scott Jen. That... you know people work their entire careers just to get on this show <laughs> <laughs> there, there have been a there have been a few hey let me, let me turn the turn the tables on uh, Michael Scott Shannon uh, PS the world's greatest program director who could you know you could not be a program director today because your ass would be in HR every other minute yeah I can't I couldn't take it I mean that I I uh, uh, for those of you who don't know a program director is a guy who picks the DJs he coaches the he's like a basketball coach yeah. you know yes he's in charge of drafting the DJs and and coaching them and uh, selecting the music that they play in the overall sound of the radio station and uh, it, it used to be a job for an artist and not anymore it just doesn't work that way anymore it's sad to say that the uh, and thanks to Bill Clinton for that, if it goes all the way back to when Bill Clinton uh, deregulated radio, where, you know, now, now a big uh, conglomerate can own like eight, nine stations in one market, so you don't, you don't have to, you don't, you don't have the artistry involved like we used to. And as a uh, radio personality, you can't threaten to go across the street because they own the radio station across the street. Yep. Yeah. They own them all. Yeah. They it's just, uh, it used to be that the original uh, purpose of local radio was to serve the local community and, to, and to, you know, as a, as a voice for the community. And then uh, when deregulation set in, you know, there was no such thing as, a, you know, very few stations are local anymore because, uh, you know, they, they, they all they care about is saving money. The, all the commercials, uh, you know, they doubled the amount of commercials they were running because they paid a lot of money for these stations and and uh, and if they're having a bad year it used to be when it was a, a local person owned them or a lot of times it was a guy who owned a drugstore you know down the street or whatever or you know just usually one station owned by one company or one person and uh, and they could serve the community now all they worry about is making you know a ton of money for the uh, for the conglomerate or the, the hedge fund that happens yeah. to own it yeah the investors and uh but more more to the point here scott your programming style if i may be so bold uh you if you're a weak-willed person working for scott you either get really good or you get gone and because scott suffers not one fool and in this day and age it occurs to me that those youngsters in the business and not all youngsters but some oldsters as well could not take and probably couldn't take your programming style back then because scott shannon would tell you the black and white of how things should be now not Every program director, they they will attempt to to give you the black and white, but you don't believe in them. And a lot of these these program directors are idiot sticks. So what they're giving you is bad advice. But with Scott, it made sense. So when he's telling you something, and you're smart enough to take it in. 
it makes sense to you, then you put that on the radio and it becomes magic. This man, Scott Shannon, I don't know if you recall this, but about a week into my gig, he hired me out of Houston, Texas. I, I, I was a damn star. They wanted me uh, to be the morning man if I would stay in Houston. And Scott, you know, flew me out to a sunny New York. It was rainy. It was stormy. Come on. It, it, oh, it was it was terrible. And but a great dude. Our I think it was it was the same driver for both of us, Scott. Our limo driver, Al, the great Al. And this man was about to take me to my hotel on Meadowlands Parkway in Sea Caucus. And he and I said, Well, no. I said, take me to the city. That's why I'm here. And because of that, this man, who a week into my gig, after I took the gig, Afternoons at Z100, he brought me into his office and was about to fire me. Do you remember this, Scott? No, I wasn't about to fire you. You thought that I was about to fire you. Oh, so you know, you see, you remember every damn thing. Okay, this is what happened. Scott said, "Magic Matt, we gotta have a little. Uh, we gotta have a little powwow." Yeah, have a little chat. He said, now now look out that window. What do you see? And, of course, uh, I said, well, that would be the Empire State Building. Yeah, it's the biggest, biggest goddamn radio station in America. And I said, yes. He said, well, I don't know if this is working out so well with you. <laughs> now, now, all of a sudden, all of my, my hopes and dreams are being crushed by this man who is running the biggest radio station in the world. And I said... I said, what is it you mean? He said, ah, I don't know, those transitions as you come out of that tenth song in the hour and you head into traffic. It's just sloppy, bo-boppy. You're blabbing, you're blabbing too much. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares what you have to say if you don't say it in a succinct manner. Yeah, it's, it's true. And he said, blabbity, blabbity, blabbity. So Scott Shannon, he, I said, Scott, you you will not fire me. He said, no. He said, I'm not going to fire you, but there is is a great little afternoon job in Atlanta, Georgia. I can place you. And I, and I'm now, what I said was, I said, look out, look at that. What is that over there? You see? He said, well, that's Empire State Building. And it looks like the skyline of New York. I said, yeah, but when you're working for me, you're supposed to sound like you're in New York, not in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah. And so here I am, this big time guy who owned Houston, thinking that I you were big in Houston. I was big in Houston, Scott, and I. Then I said, Scott, okay, give me the four or five things that I am doing wrong in your mind. I will correct those because I, my friend, will be the best afternoon guy you've ever had on this station. He And he, he was kind enough to say, okay, there's this, 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 this. I wrote him down. I said, I will fix this within a week. I was smoking on the air. You still had your job, too. Yeah, I still <laughs> And Scott, Scott called me about a week later, and, he, and I, I forget what the bit, I, I guess I was dressing in women's clothes or whatever the hell it was, but Scott called me and said, Magic Matt, that's the funniest son of a bitch and thing I've ever heard in my life. Click. Well, and, that's a little... 
That's a little <laughs> dramatic there. It was, you were, you, you did get fairly funny at that time. Okay. Well, then, hey, b- by the way, I'll take that from Scott Shannon. Fairly funny? Let me, let me tell you, the, the difference between a manager and a coach is very important. Uh, a coach is what I really considered myself. I never wanted to be in management, but I didn't want some a-hole who knew less than I did telling me what to do or what to say. Yeah, yeah. And so when the job of program director came up where I was working, I said, I'm not going to work for this guy. I better I better uh, interview for this job. And that's what it was. And, and I, I consider myself the, the coach of the, uh, you know, the football team, which right. happens to be disc jockeys. And, and you know, I, I think people don't understand in just about any business you get into. You know, I have a, a, a wonderful daughter. Yeah, you do. And, I, and she was all worried about what college I'm going to go to. I said, Kathleen, it really doesn't make any difference what college you go to because once you get the job, they don't care. Yeah, well, once you get the job, all they care is how can you help us? That's what it. can you do for us? And that's the same thing with radio. You know, the, the thing about it is that you can accomplish anything you want in any job you want if you're willing to work for it. There's a there's a slogan that I heard early in my career, and I wrote it down, and hopefully I can recite it. I said, it's not your aptitude but your attitude yep. that determines your altitude. <laughs> and, and, and there's so many people in different businesses, and you've got people who are like really smart and really talented, and they just don't make it because they're, 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 they have scattered focus or they're not willing to work. They think they're so good they don't have to work as hard. And the hard work, the hardworking guy or girl always comes out ahead. It's that simple. Yeah, it, it, if you, it is that simple. But you, but but with a creative sort of uh, the art, uh, you also have to have that innate ability, don't you think? No, no, I don't, don't believe in that. No, I believe you can you can gather that as you go if you have the desire. Yeah, you know the, the first time I I was ever on the radio, I was doing I didn't have a style. I was doing like an announcer. Hi everybody, it's your friend Michael on the air. And then one the new one night, I was listening. I was on, in my old beat up car going home in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I heard this disc jockey on the air, and because back then you could pick up these fifty thousand watt radio stations. And I heard this guy, and he was just, you know, yeah, playing the greatest hits and just kind of relaxed when he was slamming and jamming, and he had a rhythm to his voice. And I said, "Holy crap, that's what I'm supposed to be like there." You have to, you can't sit there and try to be perfect. You just have to communicate with people in our business. You have to communicate to be successful in any business. Mm-hmm. How many times have you uh, uh, sat in somebody's, you know, whenever there's a, um, a get-together with management people and somebody gets up there to speak, they have a guest speaker, please welcome so-and-so, and you're sitting there while he's talking, 
and you're, you're drifting away thinking about your, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or what are you going to do when you get the hell out of there? What are you going to... Instead, what, but every time there's a guy that says, I want you people to pay attention. I see that one guy in the back over there looks like he wants to play with himself or what, and, and all of a sudden these guys, whatever they say, they can say different things, but they get your attention. Yes, they do. And then they can convey their message to you. And, and I always sit there when it, I've been to you know a hundred meetings, inspirational meetings, and that kind of thing. And there's guys that just talk, you know. And, and there's guys who make a difference. And there's people and women, same thing. Yeah. They'll sit there and they'll walk around. They'll just talk, and and and, and but they they keep your attention. Nobody goes to sleep while these people are talking. The um and and that's true. And I think what I, I took from that was I have no innate talent, and it's simply because it's simply, somebody said that. That's a, you know what? It, yeah, what? All I'm saying is, if you don't have talent, that shouldn't stop you okay. because you have to you have to prepare. If you prepare and you understand, the people who just sit around and think they're they're going to make it on their talent. Yeah, it never works. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't work. Yeah, you also have to know how to be uh, diplomatic, and that took me uh, quite a few years and. Uh, the the producers of uh, of his movie, and he is the star of Worst to First, and it's the Z100 story. He took a radio station from Nava to number one in what was it? Eighty four days? It was, was seventy four days. See? Well, a lot of it was it, it, it was kind of like a David and Goliath story because when we came in, we had we had everything going against us. Get away, Riley. Get away. <laughs> by, by the way, that's not a dog. Just, I got a little no. problem here. No, that's, that's not a dog. Get away. That's a sound effect of a dog. That's a dog. Yeah, I'm pressing the button. Yeah, he thinks, he thinks he's on his morning show right Calm now. Down. He's got his own instant replay right yeah, now. Yeah, it's Super, super <laughs> Shad in the morning. Whack, whack, 722. Now the, Riley? Yeah. So, uh, where was I? Uh, what happens, we came in here, uh, our station was located in New Jersey. Yeah, it was. Sea Caucus. And at that time, you couldn't get a cab from New York City to Sea Caucus. And the other thing was, just like in, in Los Angeles, you know, you have uh, so many radio stations, and the people have been successful. Uh, um, you know, New York's the worst, though. They had a little click going, and oh, what's who's who's coming in here? Some cowboy from Tampa, yeah, and which is where I came from. Yep. And and we were in, in New Jersey. Well, no, there was never a signal from New Jersey that had any impact in the New York market. Yeah. Well, because they it just never did. They thought, it was, you know, they had this belief that it won't work because they're in Sea Caucus. But they didn't stop to think that our tower, our transmitter, was on top of the Empire State <laughs> Building, which covered every place. Right. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I, and, and, I and we also, and we didn't hire any famous New York personalities. We brought people in from other places like Houston, Texas. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and and by the time they figured out that we were dangerous, we were already number one. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, it was stealth, man. It was stealth. And, and Scott did something that most program directors will tell you never do. He would name the competition and oh. he, and he would get personal and, and talk about program directors by name and it would really piss them off, man. And then it, it would sort of cause them to do the wrong thing, right, Scott? Uh, well, I knew who our competition was, and and uh, the, the head of the competition, the program director, was a guy named Larry Berger. Yes. And uh, so we, I decided, so we created a character named Larry Booger, <laughs> and, and he worked at Wimp Radio, that's what we called him, because they were a rock station who flipped the top 40 before we got there, like they were like a KISS FM when, when we signed on. So uh, we did skits. We actually did comedy skits that were like two or three minutes long that featured Larry Booger. (laughs) And I would go, it's a little Larry Booger. I'm I'm in charge of the number one station. Well, we were number one, but just go ahead and assume we're still number one. I'm married to this lovely lady, and she absolutely loves me. I can do no wrong. And so, and, and this guy was a complete turd. And uh, we would do, we would do skits like uh, at one point we had, uh, it's me, little Larry Bird. Today I got a big adventure. I'm on dirt. I'm on the dirt. Everything was the, yeah. the, the, the I work with the WIMP, and today I'm on the jury duty. And oh boy, they're gonna love the judges. Gonna love little Larry Booger. And so. And the, it turns out, and the judge goes, all right, order, you shut up, buddy. I don't need your help right now. We got a trial here. We have a young lady here whose husband's been away in the Army, and uh, she claims that she uh, had um, immaculate conception. She had a baby while he was gone. And, <laughs> and so that's the problem. Uh, lady, just defend yourself. And so I had the guy that worked with me, Ross Britton, he goes, well, Your Honor, uh, what happened was I woke up in the middle of the night. There was a ghost in the room, and the ghost took me, took me, and took me and impregnated me. And the judge says, what? What? What are you talking about? Is there anybody in this room that's ever had sex with a ghost? And the guy goes, who he me? Okay, Mr. Judge, it's me. I had sex with a ghost. He said, he said, he said, you had sex with a ghost? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said goat. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, see, and that was Larry Burger. Booger. And, 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 and people, and, and it actually, people would talk about the other station, but they talked about them and said, we repositioned them completely. Yeah, you did. They were kind of a macho rock station that went top 40. And, uh, and, and, and we, we had all kinds of different skits and things like that. We would do parody songs, you know. They were on, they were were on uh, the frequency of 95.5, so there was a big hit out called 99 uh, uh, Loof Balloons. Yeah, right. We would yeah. Go. So we took that song and made it uh, 
95 dead baboons <laughs> sitting in a living room. And, and this is, I'm Larry Burger. I'm over here. And I'm Jim Kerr. I'm here too. 95 dead baboons sitting in a living room. So it was, it was, it was fun. It was tongue in cheek, but it repositioned the competition. See, Scott Shannon is the last of the great fighters, the last of the the truly great program directors in Top 40 Radio because he's a fighter and he looks at this business as combat and believe it or not and don't don't you say you have to go I but this is I've got eight hold on I'm gonna turn my oven down hold on you okay. keep talking keep talking okay I gotta go to break right now but when we return more with the great Scott Shannon uh, I got I got it look at this Pages stuff that I need to talk to him about. We haven't even we haven't even skewered where we need to be with Scott Shannon next on Outlaw Radio. Radio Live.com. 